0: Next guest, I've been trying to get him on. I've been going back and forth with his team. Everybody got teams now. Going back and forth. Shout out to his team, and um, we finally made it happen. And he's doing amazing things. I didn't get my autograph yet, but for sure before we leave, uh, my I'm gonna get his autograph. Have you heard of Mr. Big Sweets? Do you know? Do you know who that is? Do you know what that is? Well, you're about to find out who he is. After these messages. Thank you When you give to United Way, your gift could be the first spark of something bigger. It can help provide nutritious food for a family in need because eating healthy shouldn't be a luxury. It can help someone with housing challenges and be a catalyst for a new beginning because a safe space to call home is the foundation for building a better future. Give today. Spark something bigger. Welcome to the No Picks After Dark Podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Dante. I told you guys, I'll bring the celebrities in here. i bring everybody, the artists. i bring the voices of the unheard. We bring everybody in, into the studio. And today, we have Mr. Bake Sweets. Mr. Kareem, how are you, sir?
1: Yo, what's going on, Aaron? Thank you so much for having me. Shout out for the team that's putting this together, 11-11. Um, nah, I'm excited. I'm excited to talk to you and, and feel this vibe and this energy,
0: man. Hey, man, you can My man came from D.C. to <laughs> Northeast Baltimore. Where I tell y'all folks, Northeast <laughs> Baltimore is Disney World. We have it. It's jumping in Northeast Baltimore. Baltimore in general is jumping, but thank you for coming down. Facts, I got idea. you in and out before the 95 traffic. Thank you so much. About that. We talked about that. already. <laughs> so... Let's talk about you. You know, I'm very excited to have you on the show. Um, Just, I've been watching all your videos, everything you've been doing. He got some stuff, got some (laughs) goodies in for me to eat a little bit later on. But let's talk a little bit about you and what you got going on. Tell us a little audience about you. I bet. Um,
1: Well, first of all, my name is Kareem Queen. Like you said, I go by Mr. Bake. Uh, I'm originally from New York City. Harlem, New York, big up for all of my uptown folks, Harlem in the Bronx. Um, and I've been in DC now for 13 years. Um, I've been baking, uh, I'm a professional baker. I uh, went to culinary school, uh, I've been baking all my life. I fell in love with sweets as a young kid. Um, you want me to get like real deep Let's into go. my story? We, we here. I, I, We're here, I, I, I. We're here. Uh, I like long walks on the beach. Now I'm just <laughs> I love it, I love it, I love it. <laughs> but nah, um, yeah, I've been baking since I was a kid, I fell in love with sweets. You know, my family used to have family meetings um, every month. So just think about all this food sitting on the table. You know, I come from a family that was I was raised in the south, grew up in the south. So it's a bunch of food all over the table. Bunch of uh, the dessert had its own table, mm-hmm. and I remember sneaking cake slices um, in the back where the kids was eating. And I just fell in love with it. And I remember making my first cake at the age around eight or ten years old. I was still in middle school. I remember that. And ever since I made my first cake, man, I was like, yo, this is going to be it. Um, At the time, my middle school had what they used to call home economics that they call like food science or whatever now. Um, And that's what really, really solidified that this is what I wanted to do. Um, I was already playing around in the kitchen, like I said, making cakes out the box. My mom wasn't, my mom was a good cook, but she wasn't a baker at all. We had like a few family members that... Had like some real solid recipes that you knew was coming every year. Your sweet potato pie, your lemon pound cake, um, and like well, a strawberry cake. We're
0: about the upside down.
1: Pineapple like, upside down yeah, cake. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, it was see, one family.
0: So see. it's so weird.
1: It was one family who made that really good. There was another family member who made coconut cake really good. Oh, oh, you give it a yeah. toll. So real Southern. I was. I grew up around real solid Southern delicacies. You All know right. what I mean? Classic ones. Uh, we ain't getting no red velvet cake until later no, on.
0: That, that, that was later on. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody was no red velvet cake. That's exactly that, that's brand new. That's exactly. that brand new. Exactly.
1: Uh, I grew up um was just my mom and my older brother. You know what I mean? So single family household, uh, my mom was fighting her own adversities, but still trying to raise two men in the early 90s, mm-hmm. late 2000s. You know what that whole feel is. If you don't, we're just talking about Central Park Five. We're talking about Stop and Frisk. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We're talking about you know the AIDS epidemics, little kids getting snatched up. So it was a rough time growing up in New York City to parent two black boys. Mm-hmm. You know, So my mom parented a little hard. Um and my brother and I had to grow up closely together, which is good, but we had to stay together to navigate those streets. So but through that, I found love of food. Food was the true love for me. You know what I mean? Growing up, it, it really allowed me to not get into trouble on the streets, things like that. While my brother played basketball, I was in the kitchen baking up cakes for the family and baking up cakes for my neighbors and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um and that's truly how my like beginning started, you know. Then when I got to high school, um, my high school I went to was a home economics. Not, not, nope. My high school was business management because okay. I knew. So what happened was, I right, let me tell you a little story. I was a kid. I don't know how I knew this as a kid, and I was sitting in my room, sitting up in my room get, on my brandy vibes, and I was
0: <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, I like how you phrase <laughs>
1: that. I like the word. For yeah, I it. It was on my brandy vibes, and I was like, Yo, I really want to be a baker, but I was like, I don't want to be a bread baker because they got to get up in the morning too early. I don't want to do no pastry chef, because they leave work too late. It's like, you know what? I'm going to be a cake decorator. I feel like they got to be to work around 8, 9 o'clock. They get off at, what, 6 to 7. I could still have a life. I don't know why I thought I wanted to have this big life as a kid. Um, And that's really how I got into baking. I uh, like baking cakes. I was like, I'm going to do cake baking. Mm. And that was it. And I also wanted to create memories. I knew that desserts was always at the end of a meal. Mm. And I knew that people would remember... How food made them feel. I was like, I, I like, oh, I love the way that cake or that brownie or the, the ice cream really hit on my palate. Like, I'm gonna go back and get that. If the food was whack, if the service was trash, but that cake or that dessert was on point, I'm gonna go back and do that. So I built a business or and moved through a passion based on those emotions. I was going for people's emotions.
0: So as a young kid, you're going through all this. Yeah, <laughs> going, no, as a kid. No, no, as a kid. But that's dope because that's what you wanted to do. Yeah. You knew what you wanted to do. Was there anybody in your family, friends, that taught you that entrepreneurial spirit? Like, where did that come from? Because I always wonder, where does that come from? Yo, to be honest with you, I ain't have nobody entrepreneurs in my family,
1: bro. Really? Nobody owned their own anything. We barely had many people that graduated college. Let's be honest. Okay. You know what I mean? Um, and I think it really was just instilled in me. You know what it was? The area in which I was raised in. Okay. I was born. I was raised in adjacent to Hood. Uh, I was J- Sugar Hill, 148th in St. Nick. That's my block. Okay. Quiet neighborhood, but I was across the street from brownstones. So even though I lived in a tenement building, I saw black people owning. I saw mm. black doctors. I saw gay men um, being themselves. Right. You know, right. if they were colorful, flashy, a little bit more flamboyant, I saw that. So I had a mixture, and then I saw the hood. So I saw the hood on the corner selling, you know, slinging rocks and selling weed, and they and they pitched everything. To, or on the block, they pitched everything to you. So I saw that kind of entrepreneurship, mm-hmm. but no real set, like, ownership Gosh. until later on in my life, until when I got to college, I started to see, in high school, let's say mid-high school, I started to see actual ownerships and learn, like, oh, this is somebody, a black person who owned this. Like, did you
0: know any black business owners that had big shops back that day? Did you- Because, I mean, I'm thinking back, when I'm thinking in Baltimore, we had some at this place called Lexington Market Mm -hmm. and things of that nature. I'm I'm up on, I'm I'm, I'm familiar with Lexington. I know a little bit about about B more. But uh, what about New York? I mean, New York had to have, in Harlem, they had to have some black baked shops back then. Yes,
1: they did. So, what I saw was we had a Spanish, we had a lot of Hispanic Bakery style was adjacent of, of, of the right. Spanish community. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, well, like I said, when I started growing up and started mo- like moving, like getting able to walk around. Because it was a rough neighborhood, right. so you had to walk in pairs or in groups. Right. So when I started to actually venture out more and more in Harlem as I got older, I started realizing Make My Cake was a black-owned bakery shop that's been around now for... 20, 30 years, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? So they're a staple in the community. Then um, when I went to middle school and walked up the block, there was a black owned shop called uh, Carrot Top Pastries. And I shout these names out because these were the people, these women, they were women owned too, black Mm -hmm. women owned. These women gave me an opportunity. These are the first people that I pulled up on and said, yo, I wanna learn how to bake. I wanna learn how to decorate. I wanna do this. And they gave me an opportunity. Carrot Top gave me my first internship. I love this. Make My Cake gave me my first wholesale baking job. I love
0: this.
1: And then, you know what I mean? So these people are, well, they were pinnacle for me growing up in Harlem and seeing black ownership. And they led me on my path. Of just being strong and and holding your guns, man. To I love you, to it. What so you want to do?
0: You went to college. What did you do? What, what was your thing up there? How would that go? Yeah,
1: yeah. So I went to school in New York City. I went to Monroe College. Okay. Um. All right. So back story. I wanted to go to the. I wanted to go to the big schools. You talking CIA, Johnson and Wales? Oh, you, went you know? To the what yeah, yeah. Like oh yeah. Oh right. yeah. I knew because I told you I knew what I wanted to do. Right. So I was like, I'm going to go to the people. I'm, Yo, I'm from Harlem, so you already know New York City, we dress up. We like, you know, what I mean? We people like to put on. So I was like, yo, I want to go to the big schools that's going to teach me what I really want to learn. Right. You know? And I didn't even know Monroe even had a, a culinary program at the time, and this is right in my back door. This is the Bronx and Westchester. Wow. The rest of these schools are Rhode Island and what? upstate Poughkeepsie, New York, right. far.
0: Yeah,
1: far. Um, and I visit both of them, but I didn't get into any, any of them. And I ain't getting them because they said my, my math grades were low. I ain't even going to hold you. You know what I mean? Which I'm not mad about because Monroe took me in and it gave me the foundation that I needed. And the thing about what I did while I was in Monroe, which a lot of people should do, I internshiped every mm. semester. So every wow. semester I had a new job. This is outside of the internships you had to have for school requirement. This was me being hungry. Wow. I've always been hungry. I grew up in Harlem. New York hustler. That's a hustler mentality. You get what I'm saying? I, right, I'm lying to you, bro. I'm going to fact back. You say, did I ever see entrepreneurship? Miss Cassandra Robinson. I shout her out because she used to, if you've been to New York, especially back in New York or just New York now, you see a lot of people hustling and selling candy. Right. The Asian Americans or Asian community would sell um, the yo-yos and batteries on the train. Right. Um, and then she used to have a shopping cart full of all these kid treats. You know, like your balloons, your little click-clack games, your little plastic things. That, uh, and she would go to all of the street fairs, um, the parade routes, and roll her cart around. That was my first entrepreneurship I that sure. I saw. And I was like, Yeah, I want to be like her. She's a hustler. She's a go-getter. That's how she was paying her rent. I love it. Yeah. I so I had to it. shout out Miss Cassandra. No, you're good.
0: No, you're good. Yeah. So, so Monroe, you're back at Monroe. Yeah, Monroe. You're doing internships, Monroe. Every, you're going internships every semester. Yep. You're doing it and... At this point, you're like, all right, You, you, you wh- where's your st- mental state? You're like, you're hustling, you're grinding, you're doing what you got to do to make it survive because you want to do this. Yep. Where was that point where you're like, that turning point a little bit, where was that like... I'm, like, I'm starting to move, make moves. Like When did you I, start figuring that out? To be
1: honest, it wasn't when I was young, man. Even though I was... I felt like when I was younger, now that I look back now, I, I was moving through some, survival mode, man. Okay. Even though I had a passion and wanted to do something, I still had this mentality of I'm running away from you know, the conditions I lived in, in my environment, or, you know, running away from my sexuality I'm, as being a black gay man. I can say that comfortably, but back then it was like, oh, I'm bisexual, or I'm, I'm uber masculine, and uh, you know, my pants were slagged, my hat was backwards, I was trying to fit the bill. You
0: were know hiding yourself. Yeah, I
1: was trying to fit the bill. Oh, yeah. So I was fighting a lot of different things at the same time, to be very honest with you. um, So it was a lot of survival mode. It was a lot of learning mode. You know um, the the change for me. I've always, but I've always challenged myself. It was like I was teeter totting on the fence, like they both was coexisting. Like I was real passionate about wanting to bake, but then I was still afraid and didn't believe in myself. Mm. If I could be real honest with mm. you, man, um, because I was doing cakes in the club at twenty twenty one. Wow, you know, selling to clubs for their birthday parties. I had wholesale accounts. At a young age. You know what I mean? Like, when I sit back and think about it, I've been doing amazing things, but I didn't really celebrate those amazing things now. Right. And I learned now, you know what I mean, how much more to celebrate those things. My real turning point uh, when I was making it big or doing anything
0: didn't really come until I moved to D.C. Uh-oh. So, uh-oh. Uh, D.C. <laughs> chocolate City D.C. back Cho- then. It's <laughs> not Chocolate no more. We're going to no. talk. Not Chocolate City anymore. But, but let's talk about that. All right. Folks, at these messages, we're going to talk about D.C. coming from. He had, he, had, he has a hustle mentality coming to D.C. Also, he's uh, up for a nomination for a James Beard thing. And we're yes. going to talk a little bit about that. Yes. And we're also going to talk about him being him versus Bobby Flay <laughs> on the Food Network. <laughs> we'll talk a little bit about that also. Folks, we'll be right back out these messages.
1: Get a sip of the, rye. the No Picks After Dark podcast is fueled by Zeke's Coffee. Have you tried their coffee yet? I'm telling you, there's something different about it. Maybe it's because they roast their beans in a fluid coffee roaster, which provides the most accurate roasting temperatures and made with love. You will just have to check it out for yourself and try their delicious food while you're at it. Open now for curbside service online ordering carry out and they also do wholesale visit zeke's coffee at 4719 hartford road open monday through friday 7 a.m to 6 p.m and sunday 8 to 5 p.m kitchen closes at 3 p.m or visit zeke'scoffee.com and
0: you too can be filled by zeke's Folks, we are back with Mr. Kareem. What's going on, sir?
1: Joe, what's going on? What's going on? I'm good. High, I'm
0: good. I- I'm you got me warm
1: this... and ready. I'm ready to tell my story more. Hey, well, <laughs> we're gonna have a little sip. We're gonna have a little sip.
0: <laughs> you have a trying little to the me cool us
1: <laughs> down a little bit. <laughs> you Shout trying to get me to tell my darkest secrets. Shout out to
0: Sagamore that. Spirit. Thank you. Thank you so much for the uh with the, 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 the double oak. But uh we're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit about that in a minute. But let's talk about what's about you. <laughs> this episode is about you and really just Talk about your story. I bet. So, you moved to Chocolate City, Washington, D.C. New York. And if you don't know people, it was called Chocolate City back in the day. Mm -hmm. When I visited. When (laughs) you visited, it was. It was. So, tell me, what made you move from New York to D.C., Washington, D.C.? New York City
1: didn't want to give your boy no opportunities. They didn't mm-hmm. want to give me no job. Actually, I just wanted to advance my career. That was right. really it, man. I wanted, so I used to give my time out for free. I told you I an internship, and I was not asking for money. I was asking for skill. Learn, teach me the things I wanted to be taught. New York City wasn't trying to teach me upscaled cakes. I wanted to do wedding cakes, custom cakes. They wasn't trying to teach me that. DC gave me a job. I found that job on Craigslist. Wow. Found that job on Craigslist. That's
0: what Craigslist
1: was popping Popping. <laughs> and I tell that story every, day. I'm like, yo, I found this job on Craigslist. I moved to DC because of Craigslist.
0: What year was that? What year was that? That was, I got, I found that job in 08 so it's funny I had, a, I had a conversation with somebody today about Craigslist and I was like Craigslist was the original Facebook facts so people and young kids probably don't even know that but that was the original Facebook but go ahead yeah no Craigslist
1: was the original everything job posting <laughs> it was the everything you yeah. know what I mean
0: <laughs> oh <laughs> your hookup fine, spot whatever but that's not that's more time
1: M- it? misconnections it was a- <laughs> <laughs> That's a different conversation for different days. So. But um so yeah, I moved to DC and um worked out of the spot in Virginia, learned a lot, got my license in uh DC, uh, because I didn't have to drive in New York. Right. Um I was also I wanted to so also I meant to mention in past, I said before I owned my own spot. I wanted to learn every aspect in the bakery. Mm. So I wanted to be a dishwasher, I wanted to do wholesaling, I wanted to do custom cakes, I wanted to know front counter barista, I wanted to know management. So DC elevated that. I was able to do the custom cakes, I was able to do front house, I was able to become a home manager. Then I did slightly district managing duties, um, and then I started my business Mr. Bake Sweets. Um, what, 10 years ago now, man? Mm. This summer. Uh, yup, summer 2023 makes 10 years for me. I know I, every time I say it, I'm like, I'm gagging. Like, yo, it's been 10 years. You've been rocking hard, son. Um, uh, Just like being an official business. But I've been selling cake since high school. Right, 10 years. Um, 10 wow. years. Um, Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, and get to D.C., do all those amazing things. Um, and as I already said earlier, I like to challenge myself. So I was really saying, like, you know what? Cause you talked about the Bobby Flay, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna go do a TV competition.
0: How does even get? How do you? Even, how does that even happen? Yo,
1: I just was like, I kept watching them on TV. I was watching. I've been watching Food Network since I was a kid. Ember right. Lagasse was one of my inspirations. Mm-hmm. So I, I used to sneak and watch that whole his was he, whole wasn't he the who go Bam! Yeah, yo, bam my, yeah. yo, that was my that was, my, him. That that was, was him. me watching them, thinking like, yo, I want to do that one day. Not even thinking that I would be doing that
0: one right. day. Right. You know what I mean?
1: Like, just a little kid dreaming.
0: Right. Just
1: dreaming. Just dreaming. And so I said, I'm going to challenge myself. People don't know the backstory of how I got on TV. I Googled. I Googled the show. (laughs) I was just like, yo, I come from Craigslist. I come from the... (laughs) Yo, we come from going to the library era where you had to go pull out old newspapers and, you know what I mean, and and scroll and get your information. So I came from that mentality. So I was like, I'm going to just Google the show. So I Googled, how do you get on? Food Network. It was like the spring bacon champion had just popped up. That was their new story. And I was like, how do I get on this? It pulled me to one thing, one thing, one thing. Anyway, I get to the casting people. I put my application in. It was an extensive application. Back then it's not more, it's not as tedious nowadays. And honestly, it I got called back, did all the interview process, made it to the like last, to the like almost before the like this is the cast, and got cut. I guess I wasn't giving them just what they needed or I was giving just too much at that time of what they didn't really want. And so but that started that in old in 2015 14, 15. Okay. I didn't get my first casted show until 2019. Wow. 2018, 20, yeah, 2018, we filmed. 2019, it aired. Wow. So just to let people know, just because you say you want to do something, it's still going to take time for you to get there. And then my I actually taped the show in 2016, 17 that never got aired and had to wait a whole year before I did anything else. Wow. So a lot of people don't know that backstory on that. Wow. I've been hustling in this TV, trying to get this TV gang for a while. Then, 2018, I do a Cake Boss show called It Like Buddy. For those who don't know, the Cake Boss' um, real name is Buddy Val- Velasquez. Okay, okay. so. Well, I'm gonna tell you. So I did that show.
0: Uh-huh.
1: He gave me rave reviews on that show. Like just like my I won with that sweet potato cake. That's now uh-huh. one of my top-selling cakes uh-huh. um or cupcakes. We won with that cake and he was like it's the best cake he's ever tasted. And then me and my cousin walked off with winning that competition. But mm. before I told people, before I won that competition, because you wanted to know when was that turning point? Right. Um, I had just lost my mother seven months prior to we filming the show. Mm. Um so I was already going, I was depressed. I was in a state of depression and I was grieving. And we still got the show. I still did it. I called out of being the show. I said, I don't want to do this, it's too overwhelming. Wow. Literally two weeks before I was supposed to go film, I said, it's overwhelming, I don't want to do it. And I was dealing with a lot. So I was like, I don't want to do it. He, was, They was like, no, buddy, really, you know, cake push really he wants you. Push me. I did it. We won. Before we knew we won, I walked away from my cousin the set, and my cousin said, yo, we won, we won. I said, yo, scratch that. I'm so glad I did this. Because at that very moment, that man poured so much into me, to believing in me. Like, he was like, yo, this is the bomb. And they were scraping their plates <laughs> on TV. And I'm like, I hope they
0: put that on TV. Right, right? Yeah, sales, sure. right?
1: But I'm also like, That just gave me a real profound level of confidence. And then a few days later, I was sitting and I was like, yo, ain't nobody on on food TV media look like me, act like me, represents my intersections. And my intersections is Mm. black and gay. There's nobody we know. our call the halls. We know our cake bosses. We know our ace of cakes. Shout out to Baltimore. Mm-hmm. You know we know him. We know you know Bobby Flay. Yeah. You know Kwame Unwachi who's you know been popping these last few years, and the list can go on and on and on. But there's nobody that represents me. And I was like, Yo, God gave me this. I said, You know what? I'm about to go kill it now. Mm-hmm. So I literally then strategically started to attack all the shows that I could. People would hit me up, I'm being mad extra nice to you. If you're a, producer, a casting company saying, oh, I'm looking for this and that, so you may not be the good fit. One person, she got me my first Food Network gig.
0: Mm.
1: I taped that show. I didn't win that show, but great reviews. The freaking judges came to me and said, thank you for being here. I'm like, for what? I didn't even win the competition. Mm. They love the product and they love my personality and the energy I brought to the room. Mm. That gave me further reassurance that I'm on the right path. Mm. Then the judge hit me in my DM a month later. show ain't even get aired. It says, somebody called out of of Beat Bobby Flay. She called me on my grandmother's birthday. My grandmother passed years ago, but my grandmother and I, our birthdays are seven days apart. Called me on my grandmother's birthday and was like, we got an opportunity for you. I did Beat Bobby. I went to go do Beat Bobby Flay in New York City in Harlem. I went that Monday night. They called me that Monday morning. And I filmed that show Tuesday. And I left (laughs) New York City Wednesday morning to come back to work. Like, that's how that went for me. Did the Beat Bobby Flay episode the most fun I've ever had on camera yet to date on a competition. Yo, the the one, I was greeted by black women. So that was beautiful for me. You know what I mean? Just, oh, and it was at the old 106 and Park building. Oh, so if you know 106 yep, and Park, yep. that's nostalgic for me. Yep. I've been in that building. I met AJ and Free. So mm-hmm. I'm walking in. I'm like, ooh, it's in Harlem. Right. I'm like, ooh, I'm, I, I'm just... Ancestors, I'm feeling it. I'm right. like, this is the root. This is where the roots was growing downward for me right. before they grew up. Uh, you get what I'm saying? This is where the foundation started yeah, for me. That's where you from? You get what I'm saying? Right. So it was. It. I had so much fun on that show, to the point where Bobby was like, "I've never seen an in-studio audience go up for anybody like this. I want you back." And mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh, this is one of the greatest in food and in television." Right. Oh, this is what's up. I'm further reassuring I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Then everything else just kind of folded in place. Netflix, um, another Food Network, uh, Food Network Canada, went all the way to Canada, shook that up. Didn't almost didn't make that. Um, shook Netflix up too. Um, and and then I wound up three years later from being judged by the Cake Boys, I get the opportunity to, to be a feature judge mm. on Buddy versus Duff, and I'm now judging him. And mm-hmm. I just thought that was so beautiful and ironic. And I said, "This is this is yo. This is what it is. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying?" Um, and then after that, I just finished wrapping up my first uh, another paid gig. You know what I mean? Where I'm on TV, Food Network slash Cooking Channel, Bake It Till You Make It, and it followed seven bakers around. Um, and we was able to really just tell a little piece of why we got into bacon. So get people into me a little bit more because they've only seen me in these like one-off competition shows. So,
0: yeah. You, you, you just, you, you just dropped a lot of, (laughs) a lot of fire. Like you just dropped a lot of fire. Yeah. Like I'm digesting it (laughs) right now. I mean, what I love about your story. And like I told you, I was like, you know, scanning you before I was like, I got to know everything everything you're saying people don't understand it takes time. It, and what you and you went through a lot of trials and tribulations and people don't understand it doesn't happen overnight. It's not going to happen tomorrow. Facts. And even when you did it, the the thing about it is that moment when you're like, I really don't want to do this. <laughs> and it happens every time when you really don't want to do something. Absolutely. And you show up and you're like, I'm glad we did. You know? Yo. And that's how, I mean, I could tell you a story about we went on a trip and I was like, bro, like, I got, I got, we got to go to Ocean City. We just go. Let's figure this out. We yeah, went, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, my guy and I, we went and just crushed it. They wanted to come back this year. See what I'm talking about? Because they were like, and literally they called me while I was on vacation. But I was like, man, I'm on vacation. Yeah. Like, do, I, do I really answer this email? Literally, I'm literally about to dip my feet in the pool. And I'm like, I'm, I'm. Decompressing, I'm like, do I really answer the email? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I love that you just your perseverance, and I think your story needs to be told over and over again because it's it's, it's really inspiring. Thank you so much, and, I appreciate that. And I know people I will listen that. to this and we watch it, or they only listen to it, hear it they're watching on YouTube, wherever they, and really appreciate your story. No, I, I appreciate that.
1: you. Thank you, thank you so much. I mean, it's been a lot of hard work. I want to let everybody know, the closed doors are not easy. The no's are not easy. Mm-hmm. The oh, you didn't make it this time, or I only see you in this space, like, cause I'm I'm in a space where I know my worth. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? And people in television, especially, will typecast you or keep you in this contestant field, right? right? And they keep reaching out to me to be a contestant, and I'm like, nah, I'm good on that. I know I know how this TV work. Now I know this TV game work. Now you're not about to keep making money off of me. Mm-hmm. And I know my worth now. Mm-hmm. I know that I can actually get a slice. Of that, mo- that money you're making off of me producing. Because you want me because I have energy, I'm gonna bring personality, and I have mm. the skill set. And then I check your black and queer boxes. Mm. So I ch- I'm checking boxes. You are DEI. I- <laughs> you get what I'm saying? You so are I'm like,
0: yeah, yes.
1: Nah, I'm good, put me in it. So everybody I speak to and they be like, oh, I want you to do, can you be a contestant? I'm like, oh, no, I'm okay with that. But let me tell you what I really wanna do. I drop mm. my seed everywhere because you never know. What plants are going to sprout? We already know rose goes, a rose can grow through concrete. I'm telling everybody, if you are either going to fester and sit in a lot of things that we've created, you know what I mean? Or are you going to then challenge yourself? be cora- I challenge you to be courageous and say, I'm going to do something opposite today. Mm. And sometimes it really just takes one foot in front of the other. And if you can't do that, Babies crawled before they walked, and they walked before they ran. Mm. So not everything needs to be bigger picture. Oh my God, I'm getting so, you know, oh my God, how am I going to do that? And you go, no. What I knew, I knew they wasn't going to hire my black queer self so quick because I'm authentically myself. I knew they wasn't going to do that. So I said, well, I'm going to do a contestant. I'm going to put myself out there the way I know how to make all these connections. I got so many producers as friends in my phone that I just check up on.
0: Mm -hmm. Merry
1: Christmas, Happy Holidays.
0: That's what you do, and see. People they don't teach you that in textbooks.
1: Nope.
0: You learn it on your own. You learn how business works. How did you learn the business side of things? Because because so, that's that's we got you got you got the cooking side down, but the business side that's a whole different ball game. Facts. Was there anybody around that taught? Let I me mean, okay. Let me re- re- rewind. You did say you learned the front of the house, learned the back of the house. Mm-hmm. That's what because you, you wanted so you could build your own business. Mm-hmm. Was there somebody around who was like, let me pull you aside and show you the books how we do things? Was there somebody? <laughs> That you recall? Each person that I speak to, even here talking to you, brother, you're teaching me something.
1: So it's the way you look at life. Okay. I'm looking at life, that life is literally a moment to be taught, lessons to be learned, and gifts to be given. Okay. That's it. So me and you talking, sharing energy, every time I'm going to say, what can I learn from these people? What can I get from this situation? You know what I mean? I take that, absorb that, and I take that and use that for myself. Mm -hmm. I told you I interned in every bakery I could. So I wasn't just looking at, oh, how you do a flour with buttercream or how you frost a cake good. I'm looking at, oh, you know what? They have a system in place. Mm -hmm. I learned systems. Mm -hmm. Oh, you bake, wholesale, freeze them in a box or wrap them. Now you got 20,000 stacks of cake and you serve to 18 different restaurants and y'all just keep cranking that out. You work overnight. Okay. So y'all do this and do that. All right. So I'm looking at systems. So when I was able to move into my spot in Riverdale, Maryland, you
0: just say, well, you I know my spot
1: on. in Riverdale, Maryland, Address? Mr. Big Suites, Address? Um, 4, <laughs> Come on. 4501 Woodbury Street, Riverdale, Maryland. Okay. Uh, for those who was in that, the D.C. area or want to take that drive down, we are part of a food hall. And when I got in there, I was like, oh, I'm just going to implement my systems. So when you say, was there one person? No, there wasn't one person. Okay. There were multiple people. Um, The community truly raised me. And I give that back in every way that I possibly can because I know it was so detrimental to my growth and the character that I was going to become.
0: How long have you been to Food Hall for?
1: Six months. Seven Six, months. Seven. seven months now. Seven months. How does that feel? Oh, it feels great. I, when I first moved in, bro, can I tell you, I was driving and I had a moment inside and I said, I'm living my childhood dream. Mm. And, my chi- and inside I felt so good. And I, I felt like that little Kareem just jumping up in joy.
0: You know what I mean? Did you cry when you saw your name, the business, and they they cut the? You know when it was open. Like, how did it feel? What was that emotion?
1: Um, it was like I said, it was emotion. It was. I didn't cry. I didn't. Come on, you didn't cry. No, I didn't cry for this moment. moment. I I ain't cry for this moment. Uh, I'm not. I'm not an easy cryer. Okay. Uh, Okay. I I
0: got you. (laughs) But I do
1: feel. I do feel my emotions, but I'm just not easy on a crying. Right. Um. I felt good, man. I felt accomplished. Right. I started that journey to be a part of that food hall in 2021. That food hall took a whole year and a half to open up. So I rolled that journey up until then. You know, so a lot of people don't know, you got to plant seeds once again and hold on to these things for this to matriculate. You know what I mean? I Actually, can I tell y'all real talk? I actually was going back out once again. I believe it. I was going back
0: out. It's because it took took too long.
1: I was going back out, bro. I
0: understand.
1: I was like, I'm good on this. I don't want to do this. And I'm so glad I did it. I got Sherry Shepard giving me shout-outs mm. on her show because the product was good. During the open, during the beginning, 30 days into opening a ba- opening the space, you get a, a, a big celebrity shout-out with her, her, her doing her thing fully, full time, right. taking over that um daytime talk show right. hour. You know what I mean? That was lit. Food critics in DC shouting me out, loving my product. Didn't even know. It's been popping, and that's they, your
0: work. That's 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 testament of everything you said. That's has happened over all these years.
1: God has been good, bro, and, that,
0: and that's why we gotta give people the flowers while we're on Earth. Not not when after oh no give the flowers True. while we're here because True. we gotta show this love and respect of what you got going on. So Thank you, brother. Thank that you. right there, we mean you can talk for all. We can talk a <laughs> long time, but folks, I'm gonna tell you right now we're gonna do something. We ain't having to do something. We're gonna do something live because our chemistry is good. We can talk all day. But well, we went to some live for the audience, maybe in Baltimore, maybe, maybe at the food hall, maybe something live. Where we all have, right, bet. let have me a know. A good time because I really want to dig in a little more. Why'd you wear the hat? Food is culture. I was looking at that. <laughs> but why'd you wear the hat? Was, um, one,
1: because I knew I was going to be talking about food. Ooh,
0: okay. um, you know what
1: I mean? I didn't know we was going to be recording, so you did throw me loop on that part. Oh, no,
0: nah, it's okay. All... You good? You good?
1: <laughs> Luckily, y'all still look good. Catch my smile, but um, <laughs> but nah. Not... <laughs> Um, it's, a, it's a hat that um, I bought actually when I went to the Black Food um, Museum in Harlem last year, and I wear it to food the events to let people know that food is not just a meal that you put on a plate. And you serve to people. Mm -hmm. Food has history to it. The people preparing the food has history in that. The ingredients has history in that. It's its own subculture. Like we give music its own culture. Like we give fashion its own set and culture. Food has its own thing. And it's each of us creating many different ripple effects within this culture, creating our own lanes in it. You know what I mean? I have my own lane. In the food industry, even if I am creating something similar to someone else, I'm my own individual person. No one is going to duplicate anything that I'm going to do because you are not me. Right. So well, that's I, what it means for me.
0: I, I love this. This has hey. been an amazing conversation. Where can we? I'm on. Where can we find you on social media? Uh, TikTok, and I don't know what everybody doing nowadays. No. <laughs> They're doing everything. TikTok, uh, it's IG, Facebook, Twitter. Where can they find you?
1: I bet. Um, Well, one thing, I want to say shout out, big up to me, because I am a James Beard semifinalist for Outstanding Pastry Chef and Baker of the Year. That's fine. I know we got to go, but I want to put that out there because that's a huge accomplishment, man, to be... To just be... Accepted or looked at at a higher like you're you're creating change in the industry, man. Right. That's what my industry folks are saying. Like, yo, this man is making noise. This person is doing amazing things. I'm re- shout out to that because there was at a point where I didn't believe in my abilities to mm. do or to even be lined up against some of the greatest or some people doing other amazing things in their community. So shout out to that. Where can you find me at? You can find me um, on Instagram mainly as Mr. Bake Sweets. That's it. Um, Mr. Bake Sweets on Twitter. I'm not really on Twitter like that, but you are more than welcome to follow me on there. Um and then Mr. Bake on Facebook and MrBakesweets.com is the website. I like to keep everything simple for you guys. You truly can just Google Mr. Bake and Mr. Bake Sweets, and you'll find a plethora of ways to reach out to me.
0: And I apologize for James Beard. We got to that, that <laughs> gotta talk about that. That's that's flowers all over.
1: Nah, I appreciate and that. No,
0: that's a huge award. Yeah. And that's I can't, even, that's just a huge one. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, brother. And Thank hopefully you. Hopefully, when this comes out, we'll have some answers for that. All right. Facts. Hopefully Facts. Hopefully we'll have answers for that. Facts. So, what we normally do at the end of the show is we do a sip of the day. Okay. And so, today we're drinking Sagamore spirit rye, and it's really mm-hmm. delicious. Um, so, uh, cheers. And we'll do cheers. Air cheers. Air cheers. And, cheers. and uh, enjoy. Thank you. Smooth. <sighs> smooth. That but, is smooth. That's I, good. Tell people drink responsibly, definitely. It's giving
1: hands on the chest, though. Are you all
0: right? relaxed. Yeah, this down. is real
1: bald. This, this is what I should have drunk this Baltimore. on the way in here. This is Baltimore. This is man. giving bald. Yo, this <laughs> is Baltimore for real.
0: Shout out to them. Shout, Shout out. out to them. I do a real quick thing real quick before we leave. We do a quick speed round. All right. People always like that. It's, fun. Right. Fun. it's always fun to do this. So, you ready to go? Yeah, <laughs> that's what called me. Summer or, or winter?
1: Summer or winter? Yep.
0: Either or. Damn. Um, Either or. You got it one, uh, one too. Winter, winter, winter. Okay. What's your favorite seafood? Um, uh, Shrimp. Okay. Have you ever had a Baltimore crab cake?
1: I don't think I have, bro.
0: Uh-oh. We got oh. to get, get you on. I don't think I we have. We got to get you on. Okay. Uh, next time, Baltimore. Facts. We're going to get that done. Favorite item to bake?
1: Cake. I started with cake.
0: But what kind of cake?
1: Oh, oh, new stuff. It's always new stuff. All right, you want All right, I got it, I got it. You no, you nah, I got it, I got you, I got you. It is my um this apple uh pound cake I make with a praline glaze on top. I only make it two times a year oh, for special <laughs> occasions. Oh, it's chunks of apples, carrots, uh, uh, uh a, a cheesecake, uh strudel in between, and oh. then it has a praline fra- glaze, and then it's toasted pecans on top of that. It's it's yo. I'm, and I'm hungry right now. Smack.
0: Oh, I'm done. Smack! Wow, wow. favorite R and B group.
1: R and B group. Yes, group. I, group. I I group. No, I got you on the group. Key I Brothers already know. Okay. Oh, I already. And you were gonna love it. Who is it. Drew Hill, baby. Oh, I love Drew Hill. It's gonna be between Drew Hill and One Twelve. And I was like, Drew Hill is probably my top. See,
0: I got another. I got. They're in my top three. They, but they're not number one though.
1: No, yeah. Drew Hill yeah. and, and One Twelve is my top. Julius is my favorite one. Oh, I can see that. Classic. Come on, <laughs> come
0: on, and man. You had to go to a concert. And you had tickets to it's all in one night, same night. Okay. Madonna, Whitney Houston, Michael Jackson, and Prince. Who would you go see? Madonna, Whitney Houston, Michael Jackson, Emperor and Prince. Prince. Who would you go see? Wow. Yeah. One night, only show. One night. You can. Only all right. Other- all right. Real talk. Real talk. Real
1: talk. I'm gonna say Prince. I feel like Prince is gonna. I, between Prince, Prince is gonna give me a show. Even though I want to go. Even though I want to go see Whitney. But I think Prince is going to give me a show. Like, he going, like his band going to show out. Prince is going to show out. Literally show something out. Yes. Like, Prince is going to give me a show. I think it's, I'm going to go with Prince.
0: All right. You're off the hot seat. That was All right. Crazy, oh, that wasn't bad. <laughs> All, right. All
1: right. All right, folks.
0: Thank you so much for coming to the show. I appreciate you. Love, peace, bravo.